1: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe.
0: Fly, fly, to be a fly. Fly, fly, come and be a fly on the wall. Yeah.
1: Hello there. Our house is a forest. Come on in. Welcome to Fly on the Wallin, where two hikers are just trying to escape the wildfires of love. We're here to share our stories of dating, parenting, and what happens when you record it all for the world to see. Always, always at the top of the episode, we want to thank those patrons out there for giving $1, $2, $5 a month. That is also where you can go see the documentary We're Pregnant and Other Lies. You can check out the link to the Patreon in the episode notes if you just scroll down. So Let's jump right in. First off, how are you doing today?
2: Man, I got coffee this morning without you, and it felt very strange. Amber had to do some workout, and so I took the baby on my own for our morning walk, and it just didn't feel the same without you, so I'm feeling pretty sad this morning. Really? I got to miss out on a morning walk with you, yeah.
1: Yeah, but you weren't motivated by me, like, putting in those reps at the
2: gym. Uh, no, because I didn't see you putting in the reps on the gym. That's true. No.
1: I got to show you the videos. Yeah, yeah. Gym culture is so funny to me. There's always, there's, I think because it's so like, uh, uh, muscles, man, there's always someone doing something that baits people to start a fight with them. Like somebody today at the gym was wearing this shirt that says like, I love America and I love Kanye West. And I was Uh. kind of like, you know, you're just kind of, it's like, sure. But you could tell they were like looking around, waiting for somebody to say something and everybody's like, we're just... Trying we, we to try to care. get our summer bodies, yes, yes. But you you can see those people that like to to bait people into things. They're and you trying, and you they're have trying a to splash, go viral. You have a splash of that in you. You're not obviously going to wear anything insane like a intense shirt like that. But what what do you think that is? Like, do they just want like a fight that day? Are they bored? They're trying to go viral. You said,
2: yeah, they're trying to get viral. You know, how do you feel about white people wearing um, like a black person on themselves?
1: Are you referring to yourself today? Maybe. For those of you who cannot see, what are you doing? Watch our YouTube. But for those of you who are maybe listening to this in your car washing your dishes, Ben is currently wearing a shirt with Grace Jones on it. I love the shirt. Can I, Okay, can I explain how I actually feel about this? Yeah. And you can tell me, like, you're just racist and this is nonsense. This is how I feel. When a white person is wearing a T-shirt of a black icon that maybe didn't get their flowers, mm who is still alive, I like that. Got it. Okay, so for example, Grace Jones is somebody who's very, like, androgynous, and she's a woman, but she has these, like, huge, strong muscles, and we've gone to her concert together, and you know how much she means to me. So, obviously, I don't mind you wearing a Grace Jones shirt. But when I see white people out and about wearing, like, a Malcolm X shirt, mm. I, I'm kind of like,
2: this is a, interesting. Uh, a Booker T. Washington shirt? Booker
1: T. Washington... I think, uh, I think that's fine. It's it's just the- Frederick tr- Douglass? Yeah, but it would just, it would, it would make me do a double take if so, somebody truth. was just at the beach. It also depends on what they're doing. Like, I, I know that sounds cringy, but like a white dude wearing a Frederick Douglass, Frederick Douglass on his shirt and he's just like laughing at brunch and being loud. It's kind of like annoying.
2: Mm, what about the words of a black person? Like, fuck this shirt. Like, fuck this shit. Nat Turner, which was a shirt that the Silver Room in uh, Hyde Park, they sold these shirts.
1: Yeah, yes, I and, remember those. And you like had one quote, too. Yeah, I
2: had one. How do you I, feel about that?
1: I think they work at certain functions. Like okay. if you got invited to the cookout and you rocked your shirt, sure. If you got if you're going to some screening that night, but
2: if I go to the gym to bait someone to go viral, you know, like yeah, go, that's
1: kind of cringy. But I don't know. I I could just be like, you're policing what people are wearing.
2: Is gym culture more conservative, as far as the kinds of people who go there?
1: I don't think so. I think it's do conservatives work out
2: more or do liberals work out more? (laughs) Who cares more about their muscles, conservative men? Who's more insecure? Probably conservative men.
1: I don't. I don't think it's like that. I've. I've, I don't. Well, maybe where I'm going. I guess it also depends on how much that gym costs. Because if you're going to like a 24 hour fitness, that's like. Not super expensive. Obviously, you're going to get tons of different people from different social classes. Conservatives
2: are poorer, you're saying? No.
1: I'm just saying, like, you might, if you go to a bougier gym, you might get more conservative people there. I don't oh, know. Oh, really? I would guess.
2: I feel like it's rich like, it's white like how liberals I, are, like, the gym the gym people.
1: Maybe. I, I haven't thought about the, the uh, political ideological breakdown of the gym. But, yeah, what... <laughs> You want to start the show?
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: I mean... The, the, this is yeah, funny. We got to start the we're show. We're rolling in the show right okay, now. We,
1: we ain't touched this outline, but I'm I'm enjoying having this conversation
2: with All you. All right, so I need to understand black people on a shirt. So there's black words, black... Yeah, what do y'all think? Can Can a white person... Should a white person wear a black person on their body to show that they're cool with black people?
1: Well, see, for example, Grace Jones is... Like, while she represents, like... Femininity and masculinity and all the entities. She's also a musical artist and right. an actor. So you're less. So that's, you're that down that for me is fine. Mm. Like if you're rocking a Drake shirt versus an MLK shirt, it just holds different weight. Like if you're rocking uh, a political activist on your shirt,
2: like an Angela Davis and like Angela a Davis,
1: a Shakur. Yeah. Like if you if you have them on your shirt, you're almost begging me to ask. And, and then you're out there just like playing volleyball. I, I am curious. What about if I, like,
2: if I was playing like a more traditional black sport? <laughs> like
1: if you're out there playing basketball, like one of your props for rocking your Tupac shirt. <laughs> even, even Tupac can get interesting. Yeah, because he's he a, right? he a political per-
2: person. Tupac is more political now than he is a musician. Right? I feel like maybe. Yeah,
1: I also think that it's cooler that like you're a dude and you fuck with Grace Jones versus mm-hmm. like – Remember that time you were trying to wear that like Muhammad Ali jersey, and I was like, "You don't, you don't like sports." He's a big kind of activist. Like I was like, "This is weird that you're wearing this."
2: Oh, I guess there's an yeah. I don't know. Well, for me, I love the Silver Room in Hyde Park, and that's another shirt I got from the Silver Room. They're a small business, and I want I wanted to support them. I like that, and and it was like designed specifically for the Silver Room for sure. And a lot of those shirts are designed. From the owner of the Silver Room, so yeah. I would be walking around wearing his shirt, and he'd see me. He's like, "Oh, he's like, you like that shirt?" I'm like, "Yeah, this shirt's great." He's like, "I designed that." I was like, "Oh man, that's awesome!" So it was—it's it was just cringy. Of like,
1: like you're the, the white dude with the black girlfriend, and then you're rocking the Muhammad Ali shirt. It's yeah, like it's too it is much. so cringy. <laughs> but I mean, it. I'm saying this to say, like, if I saw a white person rocking a shirt with like W E B Du Bois, I wouldn't stop them in the street. I'd be like, "Wow, oh, that's interesting." It, I w- I would think it's would interesting if in they the were street. also rocking like George Washington too. Like I'd be like, oh, that's that's a little interesting.
2: This is how woke I am though, because this shirt I'm oh, wearing God. says <laughs> says um it says Space is the place. Yeah, and Space is the place is actually the name of an album by Sun Ra, and it's actually a visual album, super dope. It's I think you can watch it free on YouTube. Yeah, so you want now, people to
1: ask you about your shot, oh was, yeah. yeah I
2: I want to. You know, proselytize to the world. It's the evangelical in me. I believe in something. I got to share it with everybody.
1: I think I saw like a white girl wearing a shirt that had like Sade on it. I was like, I love it. Like, I, can, I think it just depends. It's
2: like, let me know s- what y'all think. It's black person by black person. It's,
1: yes, because you know what? We do have different opinions on things.
2: What about a Kanye West shirt now? How would, how would, you, like, like a what white, I saw today? A white person wearing a Kanye West shirt now is giving. White supremacy,
1: yeah, a little bit, yeah.
2: Except apparently, Kanye likes Jewish people now. He recently watched 21 Jump Street. Oh, and he's like, Jonah Hill made me like white people now. He
1: only recently watched the remake of 21 Jump Street. I think
2: so. He's like, Wow, this movie is so good that now I appreciate Jewish people now. So, his he is no longer anti Semitic, and 21 Jump Street did it. So, I think. If you know any white supremacists out there, send them additional copy or a hard copy of 21 Jump Street.
1: <laughs> a hard? What is a hard copy? A DVD?
2: Yeah, a hard copy. It's a DVD <laughs> or a videotape. Can you get videotape? Everyone video
1: watch 21 Jump Street. That'll heal the world. Actually, what the
2: fuck, dude? Like, really? That's weird. That is... I don't understand.
1: I mean, that's where we are now. Okay, do you want me to talk Just about this? because everything is
2: politicized speaking
1: now. Speaking of things... Okay, this is really fun and um and... We're we're recording this episode a little bit early, so this might be old news by next week. But I still think it's fun to talk about. I want to I want to be I want to confirm I am not a journalist, so I'm I might mix up some facts of this, but the sentiment still rings true. So Saucy Santana, we love huge queer icon rapper, and Saucy Santana was booked to perform at a nonprofit show, still for money. Still, I think it was like a 25k fee for for Saucy to perform. Saucy did not show up to this. Apparently, Saucy missed her or his flight and uh, was not able to make it. But Saucy also, in addition to... Supposed to perform, uh, submitted a writer. Every entertainer has a writer. What, yeah, what What's is a writer? a writer? A writer is like here are a list of things I need in my dressing room, and I need to be comfortable while I'm performing here because I can't travel with all of my things. So here are things I need to really be in my element to give you the best show possible. Maybe I need these things before the show or after. But a writer is like basically a list of items you need. And there's there's always rumor about like celebrities having like insane writers. Like Mariah Carey won't eat the green M and M's to pick them out or i have, I have like tray songs that somebody wanted like 20 roses 20 dozen roses delivered to the room maybe to throw out to the audience so i i see sometimes this writer might look insane but um it's what i need to feel comfortable performing so it's i it's giving
2: wealth inequity
1: so here's the thing about it so who wait what do you mean wealth inequity
2: i when you read some of these writers that you know, these celebrities want. And you're like, literally, man. Or or even just hearing 25K. Yeah, that was cheap for a show. 25K is the <laughs> the average of American, like, you know, wealth or whatever. It's like 50K a year. I think it's less okay. than 50K. So you want 25K for a single day that is half the salary of most people in the United States.
1: Wait, that, so do you have a problem with the sta- – <clears throat> I have any – are you having a problem with the writer or the fee for the I think just form?
2: any writer is weird. Just – Show Any up, r- no, just because show up sometimes with some water need... and a in a Subway sandwich. You're yeah, fine. but what if
1: you have dietary restrictions? What if you're going to be asked to be there for a meet and greet after? What if you get headaches? What if you have allergies that break out? I don't think a rider is that ridiculous to say like, hey, this is a, basically a mini hotel room that I need you to stock with things. Because I might, I might need to be okay. there all day.
2: All right, Sure. But, uh, I know I just would the need green some stuff M&Ms. on my writer.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's now that's, that's come on. That's a little picky. That's a or little like sticky. A dozen
2: rows. Like you don't need. Do you need this really to perform some music?
1: I feel like it could be a part of the show. I I don't know. I'm not caping for the celebs. I'm just saying sometimes a writer makes sense. I want to say this to say yeah. that they leaked Saucy Santana's writer. This when, non-profit organization. This nonprofit. They leaked it when Saucy didn't fulfill the you know didn't do the show, which I actually think is a huge. Violation of privacy. I know that sounds funny, but like, what if what what if I had like monostat on my rider because I had a yeast infection or something, and now you just leak that to everybody? Like, I I don't know. Mm
2: -hmm. Like,
1: couldn't some interesting information come out of a rider?
2: Oh, for sure. Like, somebody
1: could be like, "Dang, like, what's going on with your diet?" Like that. That opened you up. What if you just had a hair transplant or something, and you needed like cold presses for your hair, but you didn't share it with people? It's pretty.
2: It's giving unprofessional. It's giving very unprofessional.
1: It's giving nonprofits. So I say all this to say, let's check out some of the things that were on this writer for the hospitality part, not for the show. By the, the way,
2: table. I work for a nonprofit, so I, I like to make fun of them.
1: Oh, uh, what nonprofit did you work for? This is news to me.
2: Uh, the Episcopal Service Corps.
1: Oh, yes, yes, yes. The the Did you did you submit the, your writer to them and they didn't meet it?
2: No, I'm just saying a lot of these organizations, you know, front themselves as being nonprofit, but they're run by very, very wealthy people. And it's the concept is like nonprofit for profit. So taking yeah. advantage of young workers for little to no pay. I I, I sort of hate nonprofits.
1: Okay. So good. So you're on their side, not saucy's. I know. Uh, and you're on saucy. Side, I'm on gotta.
2: saucy side. He, this is terrible. You should not leak a writer to anybody. You All right, should leak a writer, but also like writer? if you miss
1: a flight, you need to make sure you get there. Like yeah. that's that's not cool. Right. Okay, what's on the writer? We got one bottle of Clase Azul. I, I guess it's just very expensive tequila. Two bottles of 19. 19- 42 or Don Julio. So this okay. is, this is going on three bottles of alcohol now. 12 cans of Red Bull, a case of Fiji water. I still think these are all reasonable. One case of Coca-Cola, an orange juice, an apple juice, and assorted fruit platter. This this is where it gets fun. Popeye's, box of legs, box mixed with legs, wings, breasts, white and dark meat, biscuits, mac and cheese, mashed potatoes, gravy and fries. A handheld electric fan. I get that as a postpartum queen. Vaseline cocoa butter gel. This is the blackest list ever. Degree deodorant spray. The women's. 12 black handheld towels in the dressing room and on stage. Three hookah flavors. Blueberry, vanilla, blueberry, mint and watermelon. And 50 buffalo wings mild in to-go boxes. What's wrong with this? Transportation and things Which, like
2: that. I don't understand what's wrong with this rider.
1: It's just black as hell, and it's it's funny. It's, it's, it's black and gay as like, hell. It's very gay this and very sounds black. It's like her brother's
2: it. birthday party.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, like right down to the women's deodorant spray. And the like, we, need, we need
2: cocoa butter, butter gel. I feel like for saucy Santana, this is completely reasonable. Me too,
1: because you can't fly with all these liquids as well. Like the, the Red this Bulls, non-profit. the
2: Fiji. I, like, we, I, they were know, trying to do something. <laughs> like, look, this is ridiculous. Like,
1: look at all these Popeye's chickens this black person wanted. I'm like, dang, like, why, why, why can't we just like a little fried chicken? You were tearing some fried chicken up yesterday. And I was like, was I let, now let that really be my black great. ass.
2: <laughs> we went to a place called The Kettle in Manhattan Beach. <laughs> yes. It was really good. I was like, this and it just fell off. You know, a lot of fried chicken. Oh, meat the meat sort of, fell off the bone. Yeah, the meat meant, just like, the was restaurant just falling. Yeah, the meat was just falling off. I mean. I'm not a big fan of Popeyes. I like the Popeye's uh hot chicken sandwich, but that's about it. I don't like the the Popeye fried chicken. It's a little bit too uh bready for me. But like what would I, be on your rider, baby? My rider? I mean childcare. You know, yeah. you gotta, you gotta get a bring me a babysitter. Um, but would you
1: ask for like a pack and play? I would ask a for set. like a, a, <laughs> I,
2: my actually alcohol choice would be way more bougier than this. Like this yeah. is stuff you can get at a liquor store. Right? I, I'd be, I be asking people too. to go to like a private wine shop. I want a Bougival imported from you know France. It you know uh, here we go. 2018. That's what I, I would need. Like three bottles of it
1: and a DVD copy. Of I want, 21 I want Jump a red Street. and
2: white DVD copy of Twenty One Jump Street. Come on. No, I VHS please.
1: Would you ask for I mean and also some of this stuff is like I need I need towels, I'm a sweater. I know I'm a very sweater. He's trying to person. eat healthy as well, assorted fruit platter. It was a fruit platter that was solicited as well.
2: Apple juice, orange juice. This is not this is not ridiculous. The hookah flavors? I don't I don't smoke, but I feel like blueberry vanilla and blueberry mint and watermelon. Watermelon seems like a very common flavor. I yes. feel like you could get these <laughs> at anywhere. This is not ridiculous. This is literally, I could go and get out. You know what? I should start being a writer collective, collector. Like, just people send me a writer. Saucy Santana, if you hear this, I will work for you. I will get your writer anytime that you need. I will follow you and get, this is easy. This I don't think the writer play. was
1: that unbelievable. I, I definitely think I would have asked for, like, a ton of sushi. One day when I yeah. actually have a writer, I'm going to be like, it needs to be really great sushi, a poke bowl. You know, I love, like, I'm a, I'm a raw meat kind of girl. So I love an ahi tuna situation. I love a calamari. Yeah. I love a lobster head. Like, we should, we should ask for a seafood tower.
2: Seafood, yeah, please, seafood tower. Send me Ooh. a
1: seafood tower. Send me, and you probably ask for like uh, a card game or a couple of board games See, to the room. I, like, what would you need backstage to have a good time?
2: To have a good time, I mean, give me a PS five, please. Like, have a to PS5. the room, to like, the just room. Just set it up, Settlers when you can return. It. Just get. You know, they always or nonprofits, they always hire like right out of college, like young people who are trying to, you know, make yeah. a difference in the world. They pay them shit. Just. You know what? Buy a PS5, put it in the room, and then give it to one of them because they're living in some <laughs> sort of like cheaper housing and they're probably having a terrible time. Oh, and they have to go to like dollar beer nights and it's just very miserable. They're fucking everybody that they see. Jesus.
1: <sighs> Who is this?
2: No, I was just saying nonprofit, young nonprofit workers. And this, you know,
1: this from experience.
2: Uh, yeah, probably.
1: Was you fucking a lot when you worked for a non-profit?
2: I think so. I mean, f- yeah. Compared to now. <laughs> Just oh.
1: You have something you want to share on the mic? You was fucking more <laughs> as a non-profit broke worker?
2: I know. Is that because, like, sex is freer?
1: Sex with me is expensive now?
2: A little more so.
1: What, what does sex with me cost? Baby. What is a night of it's pleasure with It's like you got to get every... a
2: babysitter. Like, and oh, then... We don't get
1: a babysitter every time we have sex.
2: No, I'm saying you get a babysitter so I can take you out to eat because that's oh, the foreplay. The foreplay is like, it's the foreplay when you're married starts at 10 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> like, I got to do the dishes. Foreplay I gotta clean starts shit. at brunch.
1: Yeah, yeah, because I'm not, I'm not giving you that good good unless you it's like, Yeah, because it up because around if the
2: not, If you're not feeling me, you're like, okay, did we have a good business day today? You're not going to fuck me.
1: <laughs> so your your goal every day is like, we have to make sure this bitch had a productive yeah, day. Yeah,
2: if I want to get some yum-yums, I have to make sure that the house is organized, clean, and that you feel that you've produced the TikTok, that you, we have outlines for the podcast, that you've edited a YouTube video You've, you know, done some emails answering. Maybe we've planned, you know, future trips or whatever. Things got to be put together. You got, you gotta get your ducks in a row.
1: But then by the time you've done all that, like I came upstairs last night, I was like, oh, maybe Ben wants to pull around. You was knocked out.
2: I was tired. Yeah. Because it's sort of a catch-22. I got to do these things to fuck, but to do these things, I end up tired, too tired to fuck.
1: (laughs) It's almost like I planned this.
2: anyway saucy keep keep doing you
1: <laughs> oh speaking of fucking
2: i hope this nonprofit isn't like we support something that is probably really dear to my heart like supporting like trans kids or something it
1: probably is you want to look it up
2: man i I'm gonna have see. to regret. No, don't don't look it up. Well, it's
1: been saying just like nonprofits, so maybe they're trying to like hide their identity. I just don't think it's cool like to they, leak somebody's writer. This yeah. I, I got this. My reference for this is TMZ, and and um, if you want to see this writer, just you know Google it, check it out. But now they'll probably have to update it.
2: All right, let's but move on to of,
1: speaking of having sex. Uh, yeah, uh, today for our imperfect Parent segment, it's really a debate because I am in the process of trying to convince Ben that we're ready for baby number 2 or ready to start yeah. trying and start thinking about it. Uh, which I'm sure is exciting some listeners out there, but Ben is not that girl. Not having Okay, Ben, what what is your biggest situation right now?
2: For me it's about a sliding scale financially. A right? sliding scale? It's a sliding scale. What are you talking about? All right. Let me let me break it down to you. For me to have a child, I need to have a certain amount of financial stability, and that financial stability is based on a sliding scale of where I live. Right now, we live in LA, Yeah, and the expenses of living in LA yeah, money goes back are here. fucking in, uh, unreasonable right now. So having another kid would just add so much financial strain. If we were still living in Chicago, I'd say, let's do it. Like, right now, if the amount of money that you spend in Chicago is significantly lower. Public transportation is a little bit easier, so we Mm -hmm. don't spend as much money on Ubers. Um, Yeah, so if we're in Chicago, baby number two, 100%. If we were in Georgia right now, I'd say we would be on baby number three. If we were living in Athens, (laughs) we'd be on baby number three right now because it's a sliding scale. If we're in New York City... I would minus a baby.
1: What do you need, without saying a dollar amount, what do you need in L.A. to have baby number two? You just need to own a house.
2: Uh, Yeah, so it would be owning a home, uh, a a certain percentage of the home as well. Not just having the down payment and the home in your name. You need a certain...
1: Oh, Ben, for fuck's sake, though, I'm 32. Like, it just gets a little bit harder when I get... Get younger is your solution to this. No,
2: get richer, I should say. Get richer. So
1: we cannot... Let me be clear. We can't have a kid until we not only own a home, but only a, own a certain percent of that home. Yeah, are those your
2: big two? Yep, yeah. And and we have to have a certain a percentage, a uh, certain dollar amount for our retirement. Those are big things. They are big things. But we, we would have those things quicker if we live in Georgia. So if you really want a baby, you got to...
1: No, I'm not moving. I feel like we're, we're doing really well we're here. We're doing great here. So we're but gonna... we're not to
2: the point of getting it for baby number two. I think maybe two years from now, if things keep going the same, I don't get canceled, you don't get canceled, we could be on baby number two. Give me a year, two
1: years from now.
2: Yeah, maybe a year. A Year. I think we could okay, do it in a year. Which one is it? You just said two we years. Do it a year. Well, it would be two years because it get pre- start start in a year.
1: Yeah, the pregnancy itself takes about a year. Mm-hmm. Nine months is slick a year. Yeah. So, you would be happy starting a year from now?
2: If you continue to make the money that you're making.
1: Got it. But what if a year from now, I'm making good money, but we don't own a house, which is very realistic. Housing here is insanely expensive.
2: Yeah. So... So this is why I tell anybody who wants to get married: you really got to have these conversations before you get married.
1: And <laughs> now you air. you gotta
2: you see a big thing, and this is yeah. why when I when I do give marriage counseling, when people come to me and say, "Hey, like, what should I have ready?" I say, listen, there are very important conversations that Amber and I never had until we started a podcast. So I'd say oh, start your God. relationship podcast before you get married. <sighs>
1: Here's the thing about it. I, you know how we are, Ben. We're so like fun and freeing and impulsive. Yeah. Like, obviously, we're not irresponsible. But mm-hmm. if you make up in your brain like we need to own a home and then we live in another country for a year, it's kind of like, well, this is kind of a moot point now. Yeah. You don't. You you see what I'm saying?
2: Uh huh.
1: Now I agree that. What are you we trying can to do- change my mind? I'm not trying to change your mind, and I can definitely wait. I just. I would hate to wait until we own a home, and then it's, like, harder for me to get pregnant at, like, 39, whenever that happens.
2: Um, Well, well, 39 is not in two years, which is what I said, so.
1: I know, but it could happen, and, like, we could potentially not own a home for another. Mm. So, you're saying, what is the, I guess, what is the minimum time you'd be willing to start? Like, what's the shortest amount of time you'd be willing to try to start? A year. A year. A year. Without the restraints of the the housing situation.
2: Yeah, so so once you did we the hit same that. Same thing with yeah. wild, Ben. You yeah, were like, and, but we got I, the house.
1: Yeah, but you And also, then you have Oh a kid. Ben, I have to find it. It's in my notes section somewhere. My phone is being used to record the podcast. But like you had a list of like ten things that yeah, had to be and, possible. And then it was negotiable. You were like, I need to have my PhD if we're gonna have a kid. Yeah, that I never need happened. to I what well, you can I've told you so many yeah, yeah, times. I, I,
2: I'll, I can go back to that too yeah right no, that I did have a ridiculous list you I mean it was an unreasonable list. list it
1: wasn't unreasonable. I just think you can you can and we're gonna get into this with a letter soon. I, maybe I'll do that letter first. You can still achieve goals with kids. I just want to let like sure. so you keep being like, Well, I can't have a kid until I have a, a PhD. It's like my mom got her PhD and she had all three of us.
2: Mm-hmm. So and I'm look just how saying, well you turned out, I guess. Dr.
1: Martin Luther King marched on Washington with four of them motherfuckers. Yeah. That's what you got to remember. That's that's what I always tell myself when I'm thinking, like, hey, this is a so hard one kid. He did well, I guess Coretta was like, like Haley did. I did everything whore. But I'm just saying. He achieved some of his greatest accomplishments with four children in tow. So we can run a podcast <laughs> and, and make how about TikToks this? If our if
2: our podcast gets to thirty uh, k downloads.
1: Oh my God. <laughs> All right, you heard it here first, uh, folks. <laughs> if our podcast
2: gets 30K downloads per episode, I will we will start trying to hurt baby number two.
1: This is cringe. This Not is uh, content manipulation. Babies. Not content babies, y'all. Content oh babies
2: gosh. for sure. Or how about you get 3 million followers on TikTok, baby number two. <laughs> so you got to double your followers. It's possible. Make that, sure, because so, in your
1: brain you're like that's doubling the income.
2: Yeah, make sure if this you is hear cringy, this, y'all. You... I'm not, I'm
1: not co-signing any of this. This is this this is the next reason why we're gonna go viral and be canceled. I'm telling you, it's mark my so if words. if you
2: want, if you want to see more interracial babies in the world, no,
1: oh stop. This is getting <laughs> cringier by the second. Stop your lies right now. You you stop. You stop that. Don't tell people that.
2: I, I sort of, like, all right. Everybody down on the show. I know. I sort of make jokes about cringy interracial people. Especially especially white dudes who date black women. They're just they can be so funny. Like I, I to make fun of. Yeah. Got well it. just embarrassingly funny for for the white You the one th- the sitting there posting
1: up with your Grace Jones shirt talking about white boys that love black women. Like you not the damn president of the club.
2: You know, I was thinking. You know how like black people uh, sort of create culture. Do so? (laughs) Do I know how black
1: people create cultural words? Yes, I'm familiar with that.
2: Cool, like we real cool. Gwendolyn Brooks. We
1: real cool.
2: Yeah. We really, you know, you ever listen, know that poem, Gwendolyn Brooks?
1: I do not. All I'm right. not familiar yeah. with that poem. Yeah, that, I, I that that poem didn't know that black dope. people admitted the word cool. I can see yeah, that happening, yeah. but okay, okay. Yep.
2: And so I was thinking, like, oh God. I want to do a white version of that. No. <laughs> so I was thinking instead of, uh, because white just has such a negative connotation, you know, like white power, I was thinking we could do like chalk power. Like, chalk. I'm chalk. I'm the chalk to your blackboard type of thing. Oh. Cringy, you
1: need to stay at the house. Ben, Cringy. why do I let you out? The I, don't, house?
2: I, I don't like to be described as white, I prefer chalk.
1: Why don't you like white? You better rep your hood, you better rep your set. You heard it <laughs> here first, folks. Ben no longer identifies as white, he identifies as chalk. Okay, let's talk about By marriage. Way, you I gotta, don't.
2: I, I feel like I gotta You're say, say this today. is that this is a joke. This I'm, is a joke, yes. I'm being funny, and sometimes Amber let me know is that sometimes I use words in an ironic sense. And people don't know
1: you're joking. But
2: sometimes people don't know I'm joking. Yeah. Because there's levels to my irony. And my irony is just so deep and complex that it just, not everybody knows. All right. (laughs) <laughs> we should move on before I punch myself in the face no
1: no. I, I mean I fell in love with your humor I think it's funny but I guess if somebody doesn't know you they're like this dude is freaking horrible uh, so we did have one question I was going to make this one second but since we started talking about it somebody else was asking saying like hello I'm 26 26- oh this is called Marriage Do's and Don'ts, the part of the show where you write in and tell us any of your dating relationship questions, marriage questions, singlehood questions. It's do's all and don'ts things.
2: because, you know we don't have to do marriage. You said marriage do's and don'ts. We yeah, just yeah. call this like segment I do. do's and don'ts.
1: Right, right. Do's and don'ts. And so write in with any questions you have. And this person, oddly enough, uh, was asking about children. So this person writes, hello, I'm 26. I work from home for the state of California. I've been with my boyfriend for three years. No children yet, but we're talking about it in the next few years. I wonder if a switch will ever go off in my mind that says, okay, I'm ready to have a baby. My question is, how will I know if I'm ready? Now this person is twenty six. They work from home. They've been with their boo for three years.
2: Can I get graphic for a second? Ooh. So if you only know when you're ready. So if you're like, oh god, you're getting pounded, and you're like, oh
1: god, like, without a
2: condom, and you're just like, all right, you, you. And he says, "Can I come in you?" And then you just say, "Yeah." Like I feel like yeah. That, that's
1: when you know you're ready.
2: No, I'm again. That's terrible. can I get graphic? Terrible. For <laughs> Terrible fucking advice. Sadly, a How lot you- of
1: people not sadly, I, I guess that Well, realistically, a lot of people, that is the the whole entire thought process that goes into planning for kids. Which I will say this. As much as I make fun of you about having these like ridiculous expectations for going into family planning, I feel like you and I did a super, super great job about having some very intentional conversations before uh I had Wild and, and we started, you know raising her and doing things so we talked about i i i'm not going to give an age of readiness obviously like as much as i want to believe like i'm this millennial woman that can do it all like sometimes bio- biology doesn't really <laughs> make mm. that happen if the longer you wait sometimes i'm just i know that sounds shitty to say but it is harder to get pregnant over 35 it's not impossible i know plenty of women yeah. that have had children 42 40s and yeah, yeah yeah yeah. of course of course it's just a little bit more challenging um and then you, you know you might start trying and then you might need IVF and things like that it can be a little bit difficult but I will say the biggest thing that was helpful for us was actively saving money for yeah. wild that was huge because that sort of showed like how serious we both were about having her I think what Ben and I did specifically was We went online and we Googled how much does it cost to support a child in their first year? so we were talking like hospital bills everything and it depends on where you are what state where where you live uh, Like, we currently live in a place where we have to pay every time somebody watches wild maybe you Mm -hmm. live around the corner from your parents or things like that but I think you should google I would tell anybody this straight families gay families anybody who wants a family plan I would say google how much it costs to support and raise a child in their first year and do your absolute best to save up to that dollar amount I would say that is something that we did that was Super helpful so that we can just, and of course, people are going to buy you gifts for baby showers and stuff. But it's, sh- I think it showed Ben that I was ready to do this with him. He was like, Oh, you eating out tonight? We're we saving for the baby fund, we're saving for the wild fund tonight. And so I was like, You know what? You're right. Yeah. And so when we were maybe like, you know, a thousand dollars shy of that goal or whatever, we were, we started trying. Yep. I think we, oh, should I say how much we saved. Really... I, th- I feel like we saved like $14,000 or something like that. Yeah.
2: For Chicago, that's really. Yeah. Really great advice, Amber.
1: I think so. So yeah. I and a lot of people are like you don't have to save a dollar amount to have a baby and things like that. You yeah, you don't. I just think that for Ben and I's level of commitment and what we were trying to do, it was super, super helpful to have that money to to tap on. And this was before, you know, we moved to LA and we were making you know, a decent income. This was still when Ben was teaching middle and, school, and you were working when I was at a yoga studio working at the yoga studio, and it's still we were still able to like save fourteen or fifteen thousand dollars. No,
2: actually, no, you were not working at the yoga studio.
1: I was, maybe I was laid off. No, or no, yeah, it was pandemic.
2: No, this is. Uh, I think when you started getting brand deals, I think when you started,
1: yeah, but they weren't like
2: that. But they were the enough. It now. To, yeah, they were enough to be like, okay, I'm comfortable. Right. and we were also living in Chicago at this time so things were a little bit um more reasonable Chicago
1: That's very true. I just think some planning needs to happen because I hate when people are like just have them whenever yeah. and I'm like no because when things get hard and money gets tight like I need to be able to support my family. So money can be relative and and riches can be relative but I think you I think it is so important to have intentional conversations about Funding the baby, yeah. Funding having the baby. How we're going to discipline our kids? How we're going to love our kids? Because remember, we talked about. I was like, I was all for spanking her ass, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, not violently throwing her across the room, but just like. you know and Ben was like I'm not comfortable with this so we had to talk about that so it just depends like make it work for your family but I also wanted to
2: stay home I wanted somebody to stay home yes and and I wanted money to like take her to swim lessons and take her to special events and so that was something that was really important to me music lessons is very very important so I wanted to make sure we had income for that and that's 100% disposable income not everyone your values are going to be different maybe your way of giving them education take them the to take them to church because that's free. Church is a beautiful, powerful, you know, social tool to like bring people up with music and social, um, you know, meeting other kids. But for me, it was like music lessons, swim lessons, these other things that do cost money. So, yeah, funding, man. Talk about funding.
1: Yeah, I think that it just showed me because I I am the person in our relationship that has a harder problem, has a harder it's harder for me to save money, like you know me. I'm like, okay, I'm committed to saving Ben. I'm like, oh, what a cute bathing suit! I need it for the summer. So it was very, it was a, yeah. it was I was much more motivated to save when it's like this. Like I think we named it the baby fund, and we, yep, both we did. Put money we opened into
2: an that. account and named it the baby fund. Yep.
1: Yeah. So that's just something we did, and I I feel like financially speaking, that worked really well for us. And like I said, we do not live near family. Every time we want to go on a date, we have a last-minute meeting, we have to pay somebody to watch Wild. Uh, So that was super helpful for us. So we'll probably—and Ben's right. Like Obviously, I don't want us to have to wait until we can afford to buy a home in L.A., because who knows when that will be. But I definitely think if we're talking about baby number two, we're going to have to save, save, save again. Yeah? Yeah. Let's go into letter number two. All right, this is kind of a lengthy one. I, I I cut here and there where I can, but some of the context that I left does really matter. Dear Amber and Ben, I want to have a relationship with my in-laws, but it's been five years of hell. Oof. He and I have been together for five years, married for two, and we even have a son. We had a son in April 2022. Yay. I say that because of wild. Um, And nothing has changed. Oh, my goodness. A little background. He's Haitian-American, and I'm African-American. I met his family at his college graduation dinner, and they barely spoke to me there. Later, I asked why no one spoke to me, and one of his sisters said they didn't know what to say to me. When we got engaged in 2020, his family didn't want us to get married because they felt like we weren't ready. They wanted to micromanage the wedding shower, and me and one of his sisters got into a heated argument. We got married in 2021. The family came to the wedding, but none of them spoke to me there. My family paid for the entire wedding. We announced our pregnancy. They got excited but didn't want to help with the shower, with planning or financing. The only time they see our son is on family holidays, even though they live 30 minutes away. This this listener also Yikes. shared this listener also shared that, like, it's just difficult for them to pack, you know, a one-year-old in the car with all the stuff, but they invite the family over, mm-hmm. even though they're 30 minutes away and nobody takes them up on this offer. Um, I know it hurts my husband, and I would like a relationship with them. I had to unfollow them on social media, and then one of his sisters saw that that I unfollowed, and then she blocked me. I'll take any tips or advice, because this has been hell. So, we got, you know, you and me, we got in-laws. What, what say you, Ben? I'll let you go first.
2: Uh man, why do I got to go first? This is such a sad situation. Yeah. I, I honestly think maybe you should unblock them, but maybe you had to do that for your mental health. But if you unblock them, just be like, okay, I'm unblocking you so that you get to see your grandbaby, because maybe I can't fuck with you in, with you in person. Um, sorry, my mouth is, like, super dry. I wasn't trying to, like, go into Ebonics. Um, I
1: think that happened, though.
2: Yeah, my mouth is dry. So it's, I went Shh, So you so you which, get blacker when which, your mouth. You're right. So yes, I think you should um I'm going to drink some water. Invi- <laughs> have have social media as just a thing that you do for them. And uh Man, I'm sorry. This this stinks.
1: It, I got something. All right, go hear for it. Hear me out. Okay, just hear me out. Uh, here's how I feel about it. Outside of this situation, our husbands, I don't know what it is, and I'm speaking just for, like, husband-wife dynamics. Please call in if you're saying, like, no, this happens to me, and I'm a lesbian, and I have a wife. I have learned, even from talking to my mother and from ex- my experience with my husband, that men some I'm here I go getting flamed men sometimes don't take the charge in navigating and upkeeping certain relationships Mm -hmm. namely with their family I'll I'll start with you for example whenever it is your parents birthday or some holiday is rolled around for our nieces and nephews I have to remind you even if it's your parents or your family that you know your mom's birthday is today. Text. Yeah. You know your dad's birthday is today. Call. I, I even have, to have do a uh, lot of that.
2: my Father's Day uh, card that I gotta send him.
1: Yes, and still in the car. Been... We're we're a month past Father's Day yeah. now, so I have to do. Even though it's Ben's family, I have found as Ben's wife and partner, I have had to do a lot of managing of helping Ben maintain relationships with his family. Okay, my mother does the same thing for my father. Please sound off in the airwaves if you're like I do the okay. same thing with my husband. I'm let getting know, better me, though. Yes, yes, you're getting better. Thank you. But so, but this is something that my
2: ego got hurt a little bit.
1: No, this is. It's not because you love them any less. It's because women sometimes are just better at maintaining friendships. When we miss our friends, yeah. we call them. When we when we miss our family, we call, we Facetime. You know how often I Facetime my mom and my sister? It's like daily. Where sometimes you'll be like, I should call my family member. They've called me five times. Yeah. So I say that to say sometimes for whatever reason women are really great at just like navigating friendships and familiar. Relationships, okay. Um, my mother does this for my father. My mother, my like my father's side of the family right now is planning a family reunion. My mom attends all the meetings, even Mm -hmm. though it's like my dad's side of the family. I think I want to admonish this writer to take a little initiative uh, about maybe coming together with this family unit and charge it to your husband. Okay. I would come to my husband, especially now that you got a baby. If this was you and your family didn't want to talk to me, I would say, Ben, I need you to pick a date on the calendar where we can go to your parents' house and we can sit down and just maybe have an honest conversation. It might be scary. We can discuss some rules about it, but I need to have a good relationship with them. Or at least I want to say, if I don't have a good relationship with them, I want it to be because I tried my damnedest. Because nobody, it it feels like, Honestly, and I'm not trying to discriminate against Haitian American people or Caribbean people or West Indian people at all. But maybe a little bit of this is like they wanted him to be with a Haitian girl and you're not Haitian. Maybe a little bit of it is that like some cultures are like, yo, you're Jewish. We want we thought you were going to marry somebody Jewish like it's a cultural thing. So maybe a little bit of their emotion is like, you know, we always thought that our brother was going to marry a Haitian woman. He talked about wanting this and now he's with you and we just don't know you and we just don't get it.
2: You also so- don't know unless you sit down and have those kinds of conversations. Correct. Correct. So it, it could be in some other issue. Maybe they it, have some right. personal maybe you said something personal uh personally to them that really yes you know, offended them. And so you got to sort of air some of this stuff out.
1: Yes. I just think it needs to be intentional. It needs to be planned. Cause I have had some very, very hard conversations with my family. And I remember thinking like, why has nobody just sat us down and talked about this? Like why hasn't big Mm. mama or whoever talked about this? And I'm like, you know what? I have to do it. I have to do it. Even if it's Ben's family, I have to do it. So I have, I have sat down and had a one-on-one with a sibling of yours and I've been like, here's how this needs to go. Here's how I want us to communicate because we're going to be in each other's lives. I want you in my life. I, yeah. I hope you want me in your life. So let's talk about what's been – what. like, let's talk about the feelings and actually make action steps to improve the feelings. Yeah. I don't think you have to – now, if they say, like, we don't want to talk to you, it's been too much time, like, if, if you book a date on the calendar and say – I want to get closer to y'all. I want to talk about some of these like feelings, and they say no. At least you tried, but it is kind of hard. If if, if I'm his sister, and then I go online, and I'm like, like if one of your Ben has three sisters, um, and and this this writer said that sh- her husband has three sisters, and he's the youngest. Um, uh, if 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 one of your sisters looked online and saw that I blocked them, I think that would be weird. Yeah, I think would, I, I think it I think it would, it would be strange if they unfollowed varied. and they're like. She did not talk to us about this. I also yeah. love your sisters. So that yeah. would also be a little the bit strange. The only person
2: you ever blocked is your mom, and you told her you're going to do it.
1: Yeah, yeah. She was policing my content. She was like, why do you keep saying these cussing words? So I was like, I'm, and I told her, I was like, I have to block you temporarily. And w- and if you continue giving unsolicited advice, <laughs> setting about me being a grown woman. I will continue to block you, but if you want to accept that your daughter is not little anymore and is a comedian and doing her own thing, and sh- and she's back now, yeah, but she's... I have blocked my mother online yeah. before, and I'm sure all of us out there in the airways have had to block an auntie or somebody, but my mom's not blocked anymore. I say that to say, I think, even though it's his family, I would really encourage you to maybe go to a therapist and say I want to initiate a family conversation like can you tell me like what words I should use and what are best practices to have this but mm. I just know it's not gonna get better if we just wait till the child's older like it's not like sometimes people are like oh now now if we have a child this will this will be fixed like everybody loves kids everybody loves weddings and we've seen with each of these benchmarks that she laid out that it has not gotten better so I know it sounds super scary, but if it was your family, I would say is everybody free on the fifteenth? I would love to do a Zoom call. I would love to do an in person call because I've been feeling a little bit left out of this family, and I want to be a part of this family.
2: I love that. Yeah, make it a Zoom call so that you the b- barrier of you know getting in the car, driving out there, or them getting in the car, driving out to you is sort of present. You know.
1: And that slick that also might be where you find out that your husband, no shade, that might be where your husband has misconstrued some things. Cuz I've had a family meeting with you and I'm like, "Oh, that's what you said to them?" "Well, that was unclear. I see now why they feel this way about me based on this." You know what I'm saying? Cuz you're cuz you're their little boy or whatever. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So I could I could see you getting in that big family meeting and then his mama or somebody saying like, you know, when he was little, he always talked about having a Haitian woman and dating someone who can cook Haitian food, and we don't feel like you've tried to bridge that gap. And then I could say like, oh, I yeah. see. Well, again,
2: this is speculation. This is because all because you I'm don't know anything. I'm speculating. You don't know anything. Until I have you sit Haitian down and friends.
1: Talk. I'm really not trying to come for Haiti. I really am not. I just think like it could be. I, I've had. I've also had Haitian students in the past. And so I could just tell sometimes, even with like, you know, we wanted you to have a wife that speaks our language. It could be something very simple. We wanted mm-hmm. you to have a wife that spe- speaks like a little French, a little I think I think they speak Creole French, I hate it. French Creole, or something like that. Oh, just drag me, drag me if I'm getting all of this wrong
2: again, but my Haitian the, students the spoke French. the point is that you don't know you until don't know you, until you talk. Yep. So so,
1: and maybe you learn in that meeting. They're like, we really just wanted someone who wanted to taste our dishes and wanted to do that. And you're like, you know what? How about I come over next Saturday and we make blank.
2: Yeah, y'all teach me well, how to make it. Also, something that I Food tell everyone to do today. is like Facetime your family. Just do it. Give them a call. Give them a call. I Facetime my mom pretty regularly. Is this camera? <laughs> yeah, I do. Uh- Mom, please comment, comment, and <laughs> what would you calmly. call regularly?
1: Because that even I that's regular. I call her relative. once a week. That's right. You call your mama once a week.
2: Once a week, I Facetime her for, with Wild when I'm when I'm walking, okay. or when okay. you are out and about. I Maybe I I'm Facetime her, and yeah, most of the times you're not there. But
1: how often do I call my mama?
2: you like, every day. I mean, every you're, day, you're a little a day. you're a little codependent when it comes to, No, I just to, like
1: giving you know. them up to, I like, my, my <laughs> I mean, I'm not trying yeah, I'm to drag sorry. your
2: mama, but my parents <laughs> are also like very drag,
1: yeah. entertaining. Like, yeah. you know, my sister and us, we'd be talking about family tea, and then we'll talk about, like, ooh, did y'all see where everybody watching the BET Awards? Let's, yeah, let's, yeah, the,
2: yeah. You, yeah. You have a, yeah, Yeah. you're pretty tight with them. There was a point, there was definitely a point in my life where maybe I talked to my parents once a month. Yeah. Maybe, like, once every other month. Yeah. But you were never, you've always been very communicative with right. your family. So, yeah. You're right now. Now I'm a little bit more so because.
1: Yeah. But sometimes I'll say like, Ben, Mother's Day is coming up. I'm going to order your mom some flowers. Yeah. Do you want to pick out whatever thing? I'll order them. Because they're from our family. Yes. Like, she's my mom now too. So, I would, I would really encourage you, please sound off about what y'all think about this, but like, even when it comes to your partner, like your family is why my are, family, why your, men, your people are my people. So just yeah. take initiative. Yeah. Why yeah. are
2: men just a little worse at keeping relationships going? I remember reading something about this. Yeah. Where men, because they're more privileged, they don't have to rely on like social relationships for support in the way that women do because of mm. the the gender gap as far as like wealth equity and um, misogyny. You so, know, like it being a a man's world, you require I don't have to maintain these friendships. You don't have to maintain friendships for emotional support. And also men are not conditioned to expressive emotions. I think it's, that. I think it's a little emotions. Bit more that. So I think those are two two reasons why. So I'm like, I'm just not as um like con like conditioned on expressing my emotions. I have the same emotions as Amber oh boy do i have the same emotions as amber but i'm just not as versed or uh maybe i wasn't given the, as much freedom to express those uh to like family and growing up or whatever and i mean probably a lot of men are and that's sort of changing hopefully you yeah, know
1: hopefully but you should call like if you had to think about one friend you could call this week like you think of somebody you would call and they'd be like "Everything okay Oh yeah, because you have those friends. Because yeah, yeah, we'll go I, to those I, locations. You'll be like, "Hey, so and so, I'm in town. Yeah, why don't y'all come Yeah, and literally,
2: to this? yeah, and they'll they'll come through, and we'll hang out, we'll talk, and yeah, I do have that friends. I, I
1: don't know. Whereas I have girlfriends. I'm like, "Girl, Friday, come on, let's get to gym. Like, we're, like yeah. we're hanging out just a little bit more regularly. But I think I really want to encourage you. Like, I hope you don't feel like, damn, why wow, I got to do everything. But I just, I really, really want to encourage you that like you can lead this conversation, even though it's his family. Like, just make sure that he you know, like, actually follows up with them. Like, well, why don't you text them on a chain as well? But he needs to, like, help out a little bit. But yep. just just book it. Put that date on the calendar, and y'all have that hard talk. You ready to move on to Shelfie? Yeah. Oh, I forgot my book.
2: This is the, the section of the show where we talk about what we're reading, what we're watching, and how that's, you know, impacting our lives. So I watched this film called Demons. <gasps> it was incredible. And it's ba- basically – uh, where it's this Italian film, I think, Okay, and but it's all in English, and offend, uh, all these people go to a movie theater, and they watch this movie, and then they all start getting possessed, but the movie is so cool, because the way people die in it are incredible. Uh, so it's and, like The Ring. Yeah, but just horror, like, at one point, someone gets their hand caught in a motorcycle tire, and... Um, dirt bike and it like rips off and it's real effects. So you see, like, you know, a little cut that explodes and turns it's giving
1: John Carpenter vibes, uh, yeah, uh, very, very much.
2: This. Uh, John Carpenter, oh,
1: it's in Italian, yeah, Lambert yeah. Bava
2: okay. Oh man, that this movie and uh, Wilde and I watched it and it was so much fun. But you know what I realized? Um, so I was watching it, and the way people get possessed is they put on this like Japanese samurai mask and it cuts this person and then they become possessed. I was like, oh yeah, this came out in the 80s. And I realized that at this point in the 80s, there became a huge transition from the red scare of like terrified of the Soviet like Union yeah. to what they term as like the yellow peril. So at this point, J- Japan. Was I know yellow peril, it's Got cr- it. it's yeah, that's that's what I figured you saw my face go like, yeah. Oh, no. So, Japan at this point, it, huge anti Japanese sentiment. Japan at this point was expanding their business, and so as a way, Reagan started to like, sw- like turn um, Reaganomics started to turn aggression towards Japanese culture, okay, and so um. You, you sort of see this in the films and the books that are coming out around this time. Tom Clancy comes out with a book uh, that deals with, like, these, uh, you know, faulty Japanese engines that uh, were, like, causing people to die. And then... Um, there's a book called Rising Sun by Michael Crichton that deals with like the terrors of like Jap or like the alienness of Japanese businessmen. And it became a way of like othering. Yes. And so this film sort of becomes this reflection because mm-hmm. it, it's like this symbol of like power and honor starts to possess all these Italian. Uh, so it's still doors. anti-Japanese. Yeah. I, I, I thought I, wasn't sure I thought if it was there's like... a way you could read into it. The film is well loved. It's really cool. But it's a way when it, when you start to dig into some of these films, you start to realize, oh, this becomes a reflection of that time of that. You know, yeah, of terror. course. And it was uh, so I started to think about that. And there's a so
1: when did y'all watch this? Uh,
2: uh, we desert? watched it maybe. Uh, a little while ago. I, okay. I've been, when I cook and you're upstairs, I've been watching a lot of horror films.
1: Oh, yeah. I came downstairs. I was like, why are y'all watching Chucky? Like, yeah, why are y'all watching like Child's S- Play as you're, like, just flipping yeah, over the pork ribs? over the pork
2: like... Ribs. like, a good slasher film teaches me how to cut up meat differently. Oh, you know? my gosh. It's a good joke, and That's right? kind of funny.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> I like that. I like
2: that. I don't know. Yeah, I've been, you know, being in L.A., you start to, uh, like, look at movies a little bit differently. I've started to be more intentional about, like, film criticism and reading books about film. And, um, you know, you you read a whole book about, like, queer, like, trans representation in film. Yeah. And you start to watch films, closely watch films, not just something pure entertainment, and started to see the symbolism. And I saw that. So I love Demons. It's a great film. But I saw this element of, like, anti-Japanese within the film. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, you're reading a book. What are you I reading? Am.
1: I this you you have me um, more. I, I was truly listening to you. You got me a little interested in potentially watching that and seeing those sentiments. Uh, oh, oh, can I was, say
2: the first person who gets possessed is a black woman, and she has the coolest kills. She starts. She becomes oh, okay, a main character. I was like, so she has this great. But so she's shown throughout the film as like one of the main villains. And so yeah. she gets to kill a lot of people. For a 1985 slasher of this time, and to have a, a black um, woman be, like, the main villain, I think was interesting. I, I think we could probably, you know, discuss a little bit about it. Um, but you, you're you reading DeTransition, baby, right? I
1: am. I was just thinking about uh, that when you were you even were talking about, like, anti-Asian sentiment. If I don't know if y'all remember this, but... Um, Licorice Pizza came out in 2021. It was the one starring that sister from Haim. Mm-hmm. And people criticized that film saying it had some like, anti I have not seen it I just remember this rev- coming out of reviews It's it said something about there being some anti-Asian sentiment there but I think that was also making a commentary on like well no we weren't just being anti-Asian for the sake it, like this, this movie was supposed to be set in 1973 which was how people were talking about Asian people at the time or how well, people were referenced or people had almost like a fascination with Asian culture like feng shui but the people were still being like persecuted and discriminated against yeah it's
2: the american tradition of being yeah. racist yes you know of course. and choosing certain groups depending on the time right like it, i think when we think about like specifically anti-japanese uh sentiment within the u.s we think of Interment you know camps. internment camps yeah, but course. that wasn't that's that wasn't that was the extreme that has sort of existed throughout history throughout right. the u.s history right of course and i, I think a lot of the time we Talk about American racism at these isolating instances of like, or even like, movie being
1: slammed for being anti Asian. And I was like, there, which could be, I mean, I, once again, I have not seen it. I just remember that being one of the biggest criticisms of the film. And I was like, people were definitely anti Asian in 1973. People are anti Asian now. So I, I, it just, but sometimes we can't discern between like, is this a commentary on something or is this movie not being intentional? Like, I don't know, you know we'll watch it. We'll watch it at some point. We'll watch Licorice Pizza and Demons at some point. I am currently reading Detransition Baby by Tori Peters. who's also a trans author. Oh, this, this story is so well written. It, it has my complete and absolute attention. I have been cheating on TV with this book. And it's, it's a really interesting concept. <laughs> That's a fun way
2: of saying it. Cheat on TV more often with a book, yes, everybody. Yes, yes.
1: I've been cheating on yoga with the gym as well. Um, the gym is kind of my new lover now over yoga classes. But this book is essentially about – I'm not going to spoil too much, obviously. But, okay, if you can think of these um, – th- okay, I'm going to just do a little, little bit. So there were two main characters – there were it was Amy and it was Reese okay these are both trans women who fell in love so they were like lesbian lovers right Reese wanted a baby Amy didn't and they also had some other issues going on like like they weren't compatible so Amy and Reese break up you still with me Amy de-transition so she transitioned into being trans and then it just got like too hard it was it was just too unsafe it was too hard to wake up every morning and try to live her most authentic self so she transitioned to a man back to a man and now goes by Ames okay so we got Reese who still lives as a trans woman Amy used to be Amy now Ames Ames has impregnated another woman named Katrina and then eventually Ames has to say, like, just so you know, Katrina, like, I didn't think I could get people pregnant because I was taking these, you know, estrogen and then back to testosterone. And I really didn't think I could have kids. But, like, I, I clearly I can have kids and you're pregnant now, Katrina. Katrina kind of doesn't want a baby. So now Ames is essentially proposing to Katrina, like, how would you feel if, you know— we raised this baby in a triad with my ex lover Reese cuz it's like we just kind of hooked up like like Ames cares for this other lady but no, he he loved Reese you know mm-hmm. and all Reese wanted as sort of a a marker of her trans of her a marker of her womanhood all Reese wants is a baby and mm-hmm. a family
2: and so so it explores yes. tr- the triad yes. of relationships and then right. the, the book also explores the process of de-transitioning and why they would do that because I think when we hear de-transition, we think of like conservatives say, "Hey, look at all see, these you, people de transitions Yeah, see? yeah, you but, shouldn't have but done this, it. Yeah, the thing this book is, I think the purpose this book is doing so well is that yeah. it explores it in a much more nuanced, very way. nuanced, so, so good. So, my question for you, Amber, is what celebrity would you raise a triad with me in? Uh, hmm.
1: It would have to also be a celebrity that wants a baby or, I guess, has a baby, right? Because I immediately thought of, like, Tracy Ellis Ross. Like, I feel like she would be a good, like, I got the baby. Y'all go have fun. Like, <laughs> like that would be a fit. But she's also, like, child, the child-free auntie living her best life. So I don't think she would want that. Um, Maybe if... If Quinta Brunson and her husband were willing to like raise a, a child as like so a, a quad, four, a, a quad, a quad ad, okay, I would love that. Like think about that. That's just tons of laughs, tons of joy.
2: I I don't know who her husband is.
1: Um, I, she hasn't. He hasn't been really like the focal point of her career
2: like something. does he don't. does he have a person i mean i don't know his personality so we, w- we would have to bring him in wonder if quinta brunson wasn't married then yeah yeah it'd like, just be okay. it'd just be quinta okay got
1: it uh let me think about somebody else who i think of as like nurturing like a tab brown Tabitha the brown would be a great but she has
2: like, her own family she does have her own family so, so, so like, i guess we yeah. would have
1: to help with them yeah, yeah. With choice, and I can't. Oh my God, y'all kill me! I wish, I wish, I wish triads did.
2: were more of like a human thing. Yeah, you know, just every like, people do parents. them. They're just. Yeah, they I do. guess I,
1: I, just can't think of any like people that have came forward, and, and and there is some level of like when you hire help to help you with your child, like, and if that help stays with you the entirety of the yeah, child's but that's, life,
2: there's a power indifference. Oh, of there, course, right? of course. So, I think, but I'm just like, saying, ideally, if you're counting
1: the literal bodies yeah. of people helping to raise a child, it is in the triad family. But yeah, no, the, the, the book actually, so we haven't gotten to the point, like we're at the point where Ames, uh former trans woman is in the process of like separately proposing this idea of the triad to these other parties and then trying to bring together. I will, you know, I don't want to spoil for next week or anything like that, but yeah, it's just super interesting because Ames is going to Reese being like, all you ever wanted was a family and to be a mother. And I, I got someone pregnant, and I know that hurts hey, you. But this like, is a lot. This of is plot. your opportunity to be a mother. <laughs> and Katrina's like, I don't really want a baby. I still kind of want my career, but I I don't want to like I, I I feel a way about like like I could spoiler I can spoiler alert baby.
2: everybody. I know
1: I know, well, Damn, I haven't said just... I haven't said what they've decided to do or anything, but it's just like a very interesting concept that you're kind of like this isn't a horrible idea. Like I don't know
2: when you're reading about the messy. triad, yeah.
1: It's gonna get messy. But yes, read Detransition Baby with me. Or if you've read it already, be like, Amber, stop, stop, stop. You're spoiling so much. But yeah, read Detransition Baby. And I think that's about it, right, baby?
2: Yeah. All right, y'all. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Fly on the Wallin. Uh, make sure you give us a review on wherever you listen to your podcast. Share it yep. with a friend. Yep. And uh, we'll see y'all later.
1: Next week, to be exact.
2: Yeah,
1: next week. <laughs> Raise babies and triads. <laughs> Bye, y'all. You know they're from TikTok Cause those laughs keep you coming Cause they're wildin' all the time Before Wild throws attention, Listen to our silly anthem Cause they're wildin' all the time Don't swap while Amber squats And does the dance to please a player. Looks while it's all the time. Fly, fly, over be a fly. Fly, fly, come and be a fly on the
0: wall.
2: Thank you for listening to Believe.